0: Hello, and welcome once again to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show here at 1150 KKNW. And as our theme song says, What a Wonderful World. Uh, we have a guest with us on the show today, and he is an author, lecturer, teacher, and practitioner of a topic that we all want to know more about. And that topic is enlightenment. His... And you couldn't even say I'm here? Oh, I guess so. uh Well, I guess that'd be a good idea to welcome my wife to the radio show, wouldn't it? Yeah. Did I skip a part?
1: You skipped my name, yeah.
0: I skipped your name. I've only been married 44 years.
1: I've been sick.
0: And I skipped her name. <laughs> so.
1: I'm back.
0: Okay, well, I guess I should go back to the part where we always say, hello, I am Skip. And I'm Sharon. And this is the Psychic Spectrum radio show. Thank you so much. I didn't even remember that. That's okay. See, I guess because I, I'm fiddling with my headsets yes, here. Yes, you're not paying attention. I'm trying to get one of them to work. <laughs> anyway,
1: I missed you guys last week. I really did. I missed you, too. Happy birthday, Eric.
0: Oh, thank you. Happy yeah. belated birthday. That, yeah, that was last week, and uh, we missed you here in the studio as well, of course. Did you uh, really? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, Skip doing the joke,
2: eh, it's
1: just <laughs> not
0: quite as good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Skip. <laughs> oh,
1: well, you know. I got one for this week, too. Wait till it comes up.
0: All right. Woohoo! All right. Well, <laughs> like I said, this is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show, and just to show you that psychic people are human, see how the mistakes I made, and um, I want to welcome our guest, Thomas Rizzuto, in did, a few moments.
1: Did I tell you I've been sick?
0: Uh, no, you have been sick?
1: I, yeah, I've been sick. I'd have never
0: <laughs> known. Yeah. Feeling better now, though, we hope.
1: I'm on the I'm on the recovery.
0: On the mend, all right.
1: Drugs are good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you okay. don't hear that PSA too yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> really. Okay. Well, so what I was gonna say. Um... <laughs>
1: oh, could could I do one thing for Eric first, sure, since I wasn't ahead. here last week? Yeah. Well, you know, it was your birthday, and I like to do. Life path numbers and personal year numbers. So okay. the life path is what you you know, your gifts and the things you came to do this particular lifetime. Mm-hmm. And according to your birth date, you're an eight. I'm
2: so, an eight. Okay. yeah.
1: So that means you you came in to, to balance. Is that out of 10? Out of nine, actually. <laughs> out
0: of nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost there. <laughs> yeah. So
1: this whole year, you've been working on balancing spirituality and abundance. Huh. Meaning, okay. you know, there has to be a balance there. Yeah. But you're going, now that you've had your birthday, uh-huh. you're going into a nine-year. Okay. That's called your personal year that changes every year. And this is what we call a cleanup year. So you're going to be getting rid of a lot of stuff, uh, personal as well as business. that just doesn't work for you anymore. Yeah. And um, that's not a bad year, but you got to make sure you have a big bag and a big shovel. Okay. <laughs> and get rid of stuff that just doesn't need to be there anymore. Because yeah, okay. if not, you're going to work on it for another seven years if you don't clear it up this year. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Something to look forward to. Well, it's going to be a busy year. Getting organized.
1: Well, you got to get rid of stuff so new stuff can come in.
0: All right. And by stuff, are you, uh, you know, cleaning that up for radio uh, by saying stuff <laughs> <laughs>
2: instead no, I, of what you really mean, or are we talking about like just like objects, or are we talking I'm about talking emotional about stuff?
1: people, emotional? Okay. Physical, it's just a clean up time to get rid of stuff in all areas of your life that has no significance anymore.
0: All right. So you might
1: see people leaving. Okay. Also, this is Mercury retrograde. Did you talk about that?
0: No, I didn't.
1: It started on the 16th. Lasts for three weeks. That means anything mechanical is not going to work right. Mm -hmm. People's mouths are not going to work right. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't sign contracts. If you have to sign a contract, check, dot the I's, cross the T's. Mm -hmm. And people and situations that you thought you had dealt with or never have to deal with again, they can come back into your life again. Old friends you haven't seen for a long time.
0: And old friends you may not want to see in a long time. (laughs)
1: That's true, too. So just be prepared for the next, it started on the 16th, so. Yes. The next three weeks.
0: Okay. I'm with you. Okay, so and hi Georgie. Yes, hello Georgie. And Charles. And Charles, yes. So we have a guest with us today on our show, and he's an author, lecturer, teacher, and practitioner of and all about enlightenment.
1: Oh, I love that word.
0: And what I find really interesting. His name is Thomas Rosetto, and he'll be t- he'll be taking calls in a little while, and we're going to question him some more. But um, you
1: might want to give the phone number too.
0: Yes, but. In the meantime, call and get in line to talk with him. Numbers are 425-373-5527 and toll-free at 888-298-5569. And
1: also, if, if you're interested in life path numbers or personal years, you can call in for that, too.
0: That All right. Work? And the Psychic Spectrum radio show is more than just a radio show.
1: It is. We have five events a month. We do the showcase every Wednesday and Fife at the Poodle Dog, and we do a talking to the other side on the first Saturday of every month. And if you'd like to see how to schedule a private reading or a talking to the other side from Skip and I, you can go to our website, psychicspectrum.com, and all the info is right there.
0: That's right. And we can also, you can also book the two of us or an entire panel of people Mm -hmm. for a private party, whether it's a Christmas party, New Year's Eve, office parties or just other special events yeah and you can go to our contact page at psychicspectrum.com and click on that and then send us uh, some information that you would like to know more about it
1: i actually heard of a woman that booked a party for a bridal shower because the bride's mother had passed on and they had the mother connect with the bride before right. she got married i thought that was really cool
0: right right and that, that's What you and I would do if Mm -hmm. it was just you and I or readings and or readings. That's right. But, yeah, talking to the other side and Mm -hmm. connecting with someone. So, Eric, it is now time for Sharon's joke of the week.
1: I love that. Okay, Eric, I was sitting on the couch last week feeling like death warmed over, and this guy came to the door. Mm -hmm. So I got up and I answered it, and he said, he wanted to know if I'd like to make a small donation for a swimming pool that's being built in the area. So I said, just a moment. So I went and came back and gave him a glass of water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the whistle. That's a good one. Oh, thing. gosh. Okay. Well, that
1: was a small donation.
0: All right. Very <laughs> Good. <laughs> All okay, right. carry on. Okay, well, we are going to um, now talk with Thomas and introduce him, Thomas Rosetto. Thomas, uh, you're on the air with us. Are you you there?
3: Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Hey, thank you for coming on with us. Hi,
3: Thomas. Ah, hi, Sharon. Did you hear the joke?
0: I did. (laughs) Did you want to hear the joke? No, you didn't. It's all good. I
3: like the idea of... Of uh, taking some time and cleaning up the clutter and things that <laughs> you're yeah. not using. Oh, yeah. That's good.
1: Nine years can be really informative.
0: Nine years? Yeah.
1: I mean, if you happen to have a life path with a nine, that means you're cleaning oh. up and getting rid of stuff your whole life.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is not bad.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, Thomas. Yeah, we, ha- yes. we have to get into your, you and your topic. And I must say, before I start out anything... I looked at your website, infinitelymystical.com, and I have to tell you, just from your writings, it is, it is apparent to me that you do something that not very many people in the metaphysical do anymore, which is you actually live what you say.
3: Ah, uh, Thank you so much for that. I I do my best. We all do our best in that. But thank you so much for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome.
3: Some
1: try harder than others.
0: That's true. (laughs) That's true. And Thomas is a prolific writer, everybody, that's hearing our voices. I want you to know this. And he writes essays that are posted on his website. You can read them. And those alone are enlightenment when you actually think about it but yes,
3: I, that's true
0: yeah and it's it's kind of amazing um there's a couple of topics i ha- we're going to get into a little later about enlightenment things like that but you write essays you're a speaker you're a teacher and you're also an experiencer and that's the part that i like is there's a lot of people who can say and do but or can say but can't do like in bowling i love bowling i love to watch it our sons a pro bowler and the guy is just like a form of art to watch but can i bowl no but i can tell him where he's missing the mark at and what he needs to do to help change it so
1: and does he listen no
0: no no. (laughs) because he has his own way and that's why he's successful um (laughs) but anyhow as an experiencer um your writings and your essays are based on your experience which i found was kind of interesting and you write them in very clear English or plain English, where people can understand, um, mm-hmm. and which is always a good thing because you know it's it, the easier you can say things. Sometimes when we say things to uh, to the classes that we teach or the groups that we conduct, we have to say things two or three different ways to make sure everybody kind of gets it. But. Right. Um, Which leads me to another term that I saw in your works. It's called non-duality, but we'll get into that a little later on if that's okay.
3: That's good, yeah.
0: So, um, and you're located at where, Thomas?
3: You know, I'm in the process of moving in with my mom in the L.A. area near the L.A. airport.
0: Oh, wow, cool.
3: So my mom is 85, and I'm going to be spending some time with her, and uh, she's doing well, but... um, she wants some company, and I have other brothers and sisters that live very close, but it's nothing like having someone, you know, live under the same roof and share meals together. So, you know, mom and son, so it'll be good. That's that's cool. It is going to be good. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to mention a couple of things that you brought up, and one is my essays are all there to help you right then and there. They're not teaser essays to get you to buy the book. Now, there right. is a book. And if you want the book, which is a little bit more in-depth and perhaps a little more organized in the sense that, you know, it it has a flow to it, you can go to the website and pick any essay that you like and just, if that's what attracts you, then go ahead and read that. There's also a little bit of video there to give you a feel for my personality because sometimes you don't get the feel of the personality just by reading the words. There's a little bit of video and there's also a little bit of audio without video. So that's all there, and I do like to talk about enlightenment and spiritual awakening in simple, clear English. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people that talk about these subjects will bring in the terms from Buddhism and Hinduism. And I think that's great, but my language skills are just not up to snuff when it comes (laughs) to those languages. And I had so much trouble with that. I went to one presentation by a really good teacher, but it went right over my head. And I just, it was very clear, I guess I better not come back next week. And then years later, I found another teacher that when he put on the table these terms from another language, Pali and Sanskrit, he would immediately tell what they meant in English. And I would be able to remember the English, but I wouldn't be able to remember the Pali or the Sanskrit. So that's why I use that phrase. And I also like to talk about conscious creation, where I draw from the work of Seth and Bashar. So that's a couple points I wanted to mention.
0: Excellent. That's good. That's a good point. So
1: and you know it could be too, he just wasn't ready at that time and when it came across again, he was.
0: Yeah. So Very Okay, true.
1: Thomas, we're gonna get yeah. into some in depth stuff, but first we have to take a short break. To, oh, pay, that's good. to pay some bills. <laughs> so uh, we want our audience to sit back and let the psychic spectrum radio show take you on a metaphysical ride for the next hour with our guest Thomas Rosetto. And right after this message from Ginger's Pet Rescue. Petrescue.org.
3: real people real life real radio alternative talk 1150
1: okay thank you we're back and this is the psychic spectrum radio show on kknw 1150 am alternative talk and first i want to thank sharon james for being our screener she's here every week like a pro thank you sharon for doing what you do and she's also a, a psychic on our panel on wednesday night so you can come and and see her and experience some of what she does or hear what she does. Um, she's also a Reiki master, so if you're interested in that, she's the one to talk to. And thank you, Eric, for putting up with my bad jokes and for being the wizard behind the curtain. We appreciate it more than you know.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: Mm-hmm. He has to say that. I
0: pay him every week. He pays well, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take that to the bank. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. All right. Today we are talking with Thomas Rosetto. He is a spiritual teacher who likes to talk about enlightenment and spiritual awakening in simple, clear English. Mm-hmm. Thomas is going to explain what enlightenment is. And if you have any questions, call if you want to talk about enlightenment. You want to ask questions. The number is 425-373-5527 or toll free at 888 298 So let's dig right in. So Thomas Tell us now about enlightenment and explain to us what enlightenment is.
3: Well, right on the front page of my website, I have a definition. This is the one that I use. It has two points, and the first thing to notice is that this these aspects of enlightenment apply to your soul. Mm-hmm. And so, let's go into the second aspect first. Okay. And I'm just going to read from the website. Being completely free from all selfish or self-centered desires and tendencies, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes called egocentric, Mm -hmm. binding likes and dislikes. But basically this means being a good person, being a kind person, being available for compassion, humility, generosity, patience, and these kinds of things. So as we know, as you become more spiritually evolved, you become a better and better person. And this is kind of like a ramp. It just goes up and up and up and up. Usually there can be some setbacks. So um, no surprise there. Any comments on that from you guys?
0: No. That I no, but
3: I totally agree with that. Instead of
1: a ramp, yeah. though, I, I usually say a spiral, but it, it works the
3: same oh, way. I like mm-hmm. that, too. Yeah. Um, and um, what's odd is that I added that because, well, one, it makes sense to me, but I was very surprised that some people have a definition of enlightenment that leaves that out. Yes, I- They talk about some kind of enlightened, uh, some awakening kind of thing, and they don't care if the person is mean or arrogant or condescending and all these rough edges. And I'm yeah. like, well, that person is probably still along the path of enlightenment, but <laughs> yeah. there, there are some important things that really you know, point to this idea of being a good person. And you'll find it in just about all the religious traditions. You know, some of them, you know, find it in the Bible about how important love is and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But let's move to the first point. This is a little bit harder to explain, but again, I'm just going to read it and we'll dig into it. Okay. Being fully awake to the intuitive understanding of your true self as this one divine source awareness the one self that arises as all apparent self. So we're going to have to dig into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that could could mean a lot of things, you know. Yeah, exactly, right. And so basically what we talk about here, I touch on with that second essay you mentioned, The Loving Heart of Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And that essay goes through the process of where someone may first identify themselves as a physical person a separate, mortal, sentient being, a physical being. And this is seen as them. This is their fundamental identity. And then there's usually some type of awakening where they, ah, I'm not just a physical being. There's a spiritual side to all of this. There's a spiritual side to the world. There's a spiritual side to who I am as a person. I have a soul, and this soul goes through reincarnations. It goes through its own maturation. And so this is another awakening of having a soul. And this point is very important, and I don't want to downplay it. And yet at the same time, I want to say that there's even more. There's an awakening to the idea that you exist fundamentally as this power of sentience, that you exist as this open capacity for experience. And this is what comes forward as all things, including your soul and your body.
1: But, but not everybody gets to that awakening, do they?
3: No, no. And it's okay. No matter where you are in this, mm-hmm. you'll just continue in your particular life. And, exactly. you know, I, I actually say that these spiritual awakenings have a period of deepening.
2: Yeah.
3: And this deepening can last years or even lifetimes. Oh yeah. So even though I have had some experiences, and there were like, oh, you know, now I see, but there's still a deepening to that, and that's really important to say, um, to honor the the humbleness of the situation too. It's like oh, I see, but but there's even more, and mm-hmm. there's going to be even more as it unfolds.
1: Exactly, I totally agree. Well, you never that's... you're never done learning. Yes. You know, hopefully.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and as we learn more and more, we learn how to share more and more and better and better. And we start to realize each and every moment, you know, I really can be a loving person in this place right here, right now. Whereas before I might have been hurt or angry or whatever. It's a little, oh, there's a little bit more. This is all the one love of God that we're learning to share among the apparent many. That's
1: That's so true. That's so true.
0: Well, this is great. This but is you're good... not
1: given anything until it's time.
0: That's right.
3: Exactly. And you can handle everything as it shows up. Sometimes exactly. the burdens are seen as overwhelming, like how can I carry this mm-hmm. You know, now? But always know that you have the ability, and Bashar is very clear about this. He talks about abundance, the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. And then he likes to put on the end, period. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And this is a That's this true. is a great definition because what you are also incorporating is spiritual awakening.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And exactly.
0: That in enlightenment and spiritual awakening, to me they it's it's they're synonymous. They go together hand in hand.
3: But well, they do. But you yes, have to you be ready work. for it. Yes, exactly. And you know, nothing nothing is done without the grace of God or the hand of God, however you want to put this. But at the same time, I can say to someone who doesn't believe in God, I can change my verbiage and say that you as a person will mature in a certain way as due to the nature around you or whatever. And so, you know, I really like to address the audience wherever they might Mm -hmm. be, but I'm very comfortable using the word God.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well,
1: you know, it's just, it's a higher conscious of being, whatever they are, you know?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, to me, I'm I'm with you, but what do they say when the student's ready, the teacher appears or something? That's right,
3: that's right. And yes. I think
1: it's really true. I think at some point you just kind of crave something, and all of a sudden it's there.
3: Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that saying, and I very much agree with that, is that a couple of years ago, let's see, it was um, 2016 in the summer. My teacher, who I had been going to his weekly meetings every week for, mm-hmm. I think it was like 11 years, he and his wife decided to relocate to Phoenix. And so instead of being a five minute drive away,
2: he mm-hmm. was
3: going to be very far away. Mm-hmm. And so one of my friends said, When the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher will leave. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, sometimes. That yeah, well, you know, it's way. like
1: they say when, when the student student could snatch that pebble, Yeah, you know, so the teacher's not needed anymore, and that's totally, totally true.
3: Yeah, and we still keep in touch, of course. Oh, but, sure. yeah, it's not like I was yeah. before where every week I would go, and it wasn't that I was showing up going, okay, I really need one more week's worth of stuff, or what do you got for me now? It's just mm-hmm. enjoying the sharing of that physical space and being with someone
0: yeah. in the physical
3: and being able to hear their voice without any technology yeah. and being able to look into their eyes and feel that room with the other people that were coming. There's a lot for that. Oh, yeah. That's very beneficial.
1: But see, you were you were making yourself too comfortable in that energy. And so mm-hmm. the teacher left so you could then grow and help other people.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, if you haven't experienced it, how how can you tell people about it?
3: Yeah. Well, let's do
0: this. What? Let's take a quick short break. This will give us more time in the next half. Okay. And we'll be able to um, talk. I want to talk to uh, Thomas about how he started on this path and then his mentor kind of all in one. And then we're going to get into what is is uh, the the loving heart of enlightenment. So let's take a break. We'll be right back and uh, we'll hear a little message about the psychic showcase.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. Thank you. Looking for a place to have your next event? Look no further as the Laurel Place in North Seattle offers a wonderful venue that has a large ballroom and event facility. Whether you're looking for a venue for a wedding, a conference, a special event, or an off-site business meeting, along with the separate meeting rooms and a large ballroom for that private meeting you want to conduct. Plenty of parking in their private parking lot. The facility has a state-of-the-art audio video system and a kitchen for a do-it-yourself food prep, or Laurel Place offers a commercial kitchen and their staff provides in impeccable catering services for you the laurel place is where to go 206-605-2242 that's 206-605-2240 the laurel place in north seattle the psychic showcase is a weekly event that sharon and skip have been doing for eight years in fife at the poodle dog restaurant it's called the psychic showcase because we showcase some of the most talented speakers readers astrologers and palmists on the west coast this is a weekly event and it's every Wednesday evening. Come in early and get a psychic reading an astrology reading or a palmistry reading or more from one of the most highly professional readers on our panel. You can order from the menu and have dinner and desserts before or during the event the doors open at 5 30 p.m for readings and the program starts at seven admission is just five dollars per person and everyone who attends gets a free psychometry reading from someone on the panel for more information on this and our other events go to our website at psychicspectrum.com
3: self-help healing spirituality and more on alternative talk 11
1: okay today skip and i are talking to thomas about enlightenment. And Thomas will also take your calls if you have any questions for him. And so don't be afraid to call our numbers. Limber up your fingers and get them going at 426.
0: No, 425.
1: Well, I don't have my glasses
2: on.
0: Ah, That could be a help. How about I do it? 425-373-5527 okay, or triple eight two nine eight five five six nine 5569 if you need to call toll free.
1: I've been sick, you know.
0: Yes, and yeah. some sometimes... Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so Thomas, let's talk about your mentor and your process of how you got into discovering your spirituality.
3: Sure. um, I'll make this fairly quick, even though it sounds like I'm going to go too far back. I was raised Catholic in a very loving home, and I really enjoyed being Catholic. I liked the inspiration that they gave me to be a good person. I liked the idea of this loving God. And so I saw myself when I was in grade school that I would grow up and be a priest. But it really wasn't something that I was going to pursue, you know, in, in the actual physical world of being a Catholic priest. But eventually there were some things about the Catholic Church that didn't quite work for me. And when I was about 20, I read a book by Alan Watts. And the book was called The Book on the Taboo Against Knowing Who You Are. And what was interesting <laughs> to me, looking back on this, is I read the book, and I said, "Oh, other people do things wildly different than the Catholic Church. I'm going to do something different. I don't know what it's going to be." And I just, I, I stepped away from the church, and I just kind of floated around for a while. And then, a number of years later, I, I was introduced to the Seth materials as channeled by Jane Roberts, and she had some books, many books, that were actually dictated by Seth, and I found those to be interesting, and I worked with those for a while and i actually encountered some people that were involved in a channeling group and i connected with them and we worked and there was some phenomenal work and and then there was some big shifts around that and then i was off on my own again and and but then eventually and at this point i was kind of thinking that you know human teachers i'm not so sure i can find too many human teachers it seems like the spiritual the channel teachers some of them not so much but some of them seemed to match really well for me and I really only was expecting work from help from them but then one day I ran into a friend and she was saying she was going to go to this meeting and it was right up the street and it was completely free and it was just happening and I had nothing to do and I'm thinking okay it's right here it's right now it's completely free and I have nothing else to do okay, I'll go you know so I went up to this meeting and I I sat in on a, a meeting held by Timothy Conway.
0: Right, your he, mentor. He had
3: been, yes, he had been giving uh, talks in Santa Barbara for a good number of years at that point. I think it was over 12. And he was very gentle. Um, he didn't put the spotlight on himself. The spotlight was on the teaching and on the people who came, and he very much honored all the people that were coming. He was very gracious. And I thought, you know, I'm not really understanding everything that he's saying here in this first meeting. But, you know, I'm going to come back next week. And then the next week I came back, and then I started to say, you know, I'm going to come back every week. And it took actually months for me to understand what he was saying. And that's not because this is hard to understand. It's just that it's so much different than the way we normally think. That's my point about that. So um, he woke up to some extent, when he was 16, and he has a very bright mind, and he's very good to his languages, and he's not shy about reading lots of books and digging into other traditions. So even when he was 16, 17, 18, he started to read about Buddhism, Hinduism, Sufism, all these non-dual traditions, and eventually getting to the point of taking trips to India and meeting uh, Nizargadatta and some of these other teachers that people talk about.
2: Mm -hmm. And
3: so um, that was really interesting to me, that he had that capacity to do something that I didn't have. I cannot read all those books. But he was able to distill it and bring it forth in English, in simple language. And so I started to gather it together with these little essays, and they eventually grew into the book.
0: Yeah, and so I guess to surmise, I'm just going to say that you found something that kind of lit your fire, and you ran no, with it. Uh,
3: yes, yes, exactly. And it was a human person, which was a surprise to me. Like I said, I was expecting my best teachers to be channeled entities. Uh-huh. And he was such an example of what he, he was talking about. he's, again, so gracious and uh, very accommodating of always asking us, you know, is the room too hot? Is the room too cold? He's always tuned into to us. And is there a way I can help? In other words, he was always available to help. He was always available for kindness. Mm-hmm. So some people set sail on this journey to a, enlightenment with the idea of, you know, I'm heading off into fame and fortune and what it's going to bring for me as the enlightened being or whatever. Right, right. And yet he sailed forth going, how is it that I can be available for kindness and compassion? And I think that's really important.
0: And see, that's why I made the point that you live what you talk about and not what you preach. I'm saying that. I'm saying you live what you talk about. By I can tell that in your writings that it is truly part of you. Now, have I read all of your essays? No, but I've read a, a couple of them, a few of them actually. I delved into three of them, um, and I th- I thought they were very interesting. What? Well,
1: he said he thought his teachers would be channeled. Uh, yeah. Does he not think that Mr. Conway wasn't?
3: Oh. No, not in the standard definition of channeled. Um, yeah say, compared to Seth or Bashar, and oh, same I with see. myself, although I do get in touch with my higher self, and you can say that that's what's coming through. But when I write, I'm writing from the person, Thomas. I'm not, um, yeah. I, like I said, I've worked with channeled entities, and you can see the person, their soul leaves their body, and another soul comes in, and it's a completely different mm, person. I got you. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. All right. All right, well, look,
0: before I get into... The big topic I really wanted to talk about, which was your essay called The Loving Heart of Enlightenment. Let's take another break. And I want to say before we go, we are talking today with Thomas Rossetto of infinitelymystical.com. And Thomas is a teacher and a experiencer, which I really like when people do that, of Enlightenment. So we'll talk about uh, talking to the other side, which is a monthly program that Sharon and I do in Fife.
1: First Saturday of every. On month.
0: first Saturday of every month. That's right. And so we'll be right back with Thomas after this message. Join Sharon and Skip at their next Talking to the Other Side event. Sharon and I have held this event every month for over eighteen years. This event happens on the first Saturday evening of every month. We meet in a group setting, we spend three full hours with the group, and we will use our psychic slash medium abilities to take as many questions from you and provide answers as we can. Your questions can be about any topic, whether it's something you're facing or you need direction on. We will also talk with those who've passed on, providing one more time for you to communicate with them, showing that they are not really gone and that their connection has never left us. We make it fun, we keep it lively, and we keep it real and down to earth. You can order dinner or desserts from the menu before or during the program. Doors open at 5 p.m. and the event goes from 6 to 9 p.m. But you can come and go anytime you like during the program. This event has constantly been sold out, so remember to get there early and save your seat. The cost is only $20 per person and remember that you have two psychic mediums to talk with for three full hours as we make it a point to talk with every person attending. For more information on this and our other events, go to our website at PsychicSpectrum.com. Get your daily
3: dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: All right, welcome back to the Psychic Spectrum radio show. And Sharon and I are talking with Thomas Rossetto, who is a spiritual teacher who likes to talk about enlightenment, spiritual awakenings in simple, clear English, and is a prolific writer. And one of the things you do is on your website, you write essays, which explain things very well. And you're, you're, again, your website is infinitelymystical.com, infinitelymystical.com. So, Thomas, your, yeah. your essay called The Loving Heart of Enlightenment, that was one of the ones that I read. Um, and, you know, be honest with you, I lost my copy. I'm looking here through my papers. Um, I actually printed it out, but I don't have it with me. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Or I must. Maybe I left it on the desk. I don't know. But let's talk about the Loving Heart of Enlightenment. Explain to us, explain to people why you write the essays that you do.
3: Um, sometimes I hear some people talking about spiritual principles that are a slight misunderstanding, Uh And just a little tweak in the language um, can really make a big difference in what was really intended. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes in this non-dual community, and we should talk a little bit about what that word means. I'll just do it real quick right now. Um, This phrase, non-dual wisdom, is pointing to the idea that God and creation are one reality, not two. This is the not-to that the word non-dual is pointing to. Again, God and creation are one reality, not two. Some people think that a non-dual teacher is someone who's going to teach that there's no such thing as duality, or that dualistic expressions are not valid or they're not real. But that's not really it. We honor hot and cold as experiences.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we know that it's wise to make a distinction between hot and cold for our functional operation here on Earth. And even now, as you and I talking on the phone, we're still working with a functional understanding of the many. I'm talking to you, even though, in the deepest sense, God and creation are one reality, not two. So we still make a distinction distinction even though we're not saying that they're separate and this is very much like a coin with two sides just because there's a head and a tail and we make a distinction between them doesn't mean we're saying that they're separate so that's a really important point any comments on that
0: no that's very very true and in fact there's there's a lot of things that well, we you know
1: a head and tail is separate but you got the body
3: holding it together
0: that's right there's the, a lot of things. The coin
3: that, is one coin, yes. <laughs> it's expressing itself differently, yeah.
0: There's a lot of things that we encounter, where we find that people in the metaphysical will use the same, same things, but use or, or explanation, but they use a different terminology, and it can mm-hmm. imply a whole different. It can take people off track, looking on something that, that's something else, you know, in a different way, and that kind of thing. So, we we encounter the same things. So now tell me, let's, let's get into The Loving Heart of Enlightenment and that essay in particular.
3: Sure. At the core of this is the question of who are you fundamentally, and I like to use that word fundamentally, mm-hmm. because a lot of people will hear, you are not your body. Well, I like to add the word fundamentally. You are not fundamentally your body, meaning that, well, I like to use the analogy of the actor and the character. The actor is fundamentally the actor, and yet the actor arises as the character. But the character is not fundamentally who the actor is. And at the same time, we notice that the actor and the character are one. So this is an interesting thing, and this is why we use the word non-dual rather than oneness or whatever. But anyway, what I'd like to say is that it looks like initially that you are fundamentally your body. And then a little later in your spiritual understanding, you understand yourself as a soul and you think of yourself as fundamentally your soul. But fundamentally, meaning stripped of everything that's not essential to what you really are, fundamentally you exist as this power of sentience, as this open capacity for experience. And this reality is not a thing. It is a reality. It does exist. But it's not a thing in the sense that it has thing-like qualities that can be perceived. This source awareness perceives, but it cannot be perceived. And yet it is the source of all form, all of creation. Everything that is created arises from this one reality, this formless, open source awareness. So this is God and creation one reality. So I like to say that fundamentally you exist as this formless open source and at the same time you arise in a non-fundamental way as the totality of created reality. You exist as the sky, as the mountain, as the oceans, as the rivers, as the sun and yet you exist as all of that in a non-fundamental way. So I refer to that as your non-fundamental identity. That's very much a mystical idea, hence the name of the website. But you also exist in a functional way. This is your functional identity as the person you appear to be. And this is why we say things like, how is it going? Did you have a nice day? How are you today, Skip? How are you, Sharon? How are you?
2: I have been sick.
3: We honor the arising of the unique experiences, the unique expressions of this one. That's the the loving enlightenment, right? Exactly. When you realize that each and every person is this unique expression of what you are, what everyone is, essentially this one self that arises as all Mm -hmm. apparent self, now you have this tremendous motivation for love and kindness. And So, so... This is what opens up the loving heart of enlightenment. This is the fruit of enlightenment are these divine virtues.
1: Exactly. You get out of your lower self and go into your higher self, which makes sense. So why
0: why does mankind, humankind, always want to revert to the lower self instead of achieving and staying in that?
3: It's called ego. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm going to take a sip no, of water. No, go for it. Go, no, go for that, it.
0: That's that's fine. I've always wondered why do people keep going back to that? I mean, I have my own thoughts and reason or uh, what do you call it, uh, theories about why, but I keep wondering what other people think. Why do why do people go back to that? It's human well, nature. Well,
3: you know, yeah, this is a. This is a very difficult question to answer in a satisfying way, especially if you have, like, a real hard-nosed skeptic. You know, on, well, mm-hmm. what about this? and What about that? You're never going to be able to get an answer for these guys to go, oh, I, now yeah. I see. But exactly. for people that are really kind of trying to dig around, and I did this, too, when I first started showing up at Timothy Conway's thought I had a question for him. It was a really burning question. We'll get back to your question in a minute. But my question was, is there really an outside world outside? You know, that was I was wondering about that, and I asked. And he said, this question does not lead to liberation. And I went, ah, I don't have to know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. I can simply work from a functional point of view, and I don't need to build up some kind of belief that I'm going to present to people and defend in front of people. I can just say, I don't know. But it seems like it's very helpful for me to say, I'm going to go to the beach, and I'm going to drive my car. I'm going to go from here to there. And it appears as if there's an outside world outside, even if it turns out that it's a dream-like experience. Yes. So back to your question okay. about why. Um, the why, and the who, and the what, and getting into all of these questions is what I call a full explanation and yet, what I offer is only a sliver of a description. I really talk a little bit about what, but I don't talk so much about why, because it's a mystery. Who knows why God brings forth the world as it is? It's just a mystery.
0: Right. We'll probably never be, solve that mystery
3: either. We have to be comfortable, and we with the idea that it is a mystery, and we won't find the answer. But also, we can celebrate the fact that it's a mystery and this allows us to stand in wonder and awe of everything each and every person how is it that you're even here having this conversation how miraculous that's very, true
0: very true point too very true point is so oh,
3: let ahead. me just touch on that one more uh, thing mm-hmm. i recently have had some of my nieces and nephews have um young children, babies being born into the world, and parents hold these little babies in their arms, and they look at them and they know without a doubt, this is a miracle. Yeah. And what I'd like to point out is that none of us have stopped being that miracle. No, we haven't. You're right. Yeah, it's really it's, exciting.
1: But, but it's, I think it's a self-decision whether you step into that miracle or not. Exactly. You know, I, and yes. I think some of them never do. <laughs> they come back and they do it again. Yes. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just like maybe they haven't grown enough to really feel comfortable stepping yeah, into I that.
3: Yeah, um, I think a lot of people, they don't understand this process of creation. Mm-hmm. And so they're born, it's like they're born into the backseat of a car. It's their car. They have their steering wheel, but they don't understand it. Exactly. And So they don't really use the steering wheel. They look out the window. They see a big fire. It, it captures their attention. They're so focused on this big fire that the car starts to go towards the big fire, and it gets yeah. closer and closer, and their excitement gets more and more extreme, and then they crash into the fire, and they die, and that's that, and then they're born again, and they do it again. Well, Until so that, you understand yeah. the real process of creation, this cycle will continue and continue. That's right. And this process of creation starts with your core beliefs. And this is what gives birth to your emotions. And then your core beliefs and your emotions work together with your actions. Yeah. And in this, you bring around the circumstances of your life. But it's not that you're going to be ordering from a catalog. like you know. It's, it's just you're choosing to, to monitor your emotional state of being and try to make sure that you are reasonably happy most of the time, reasonably peaceful most of the time, reasonably loving most of the time
1: definitely yeah well you know it's like when you are born you know you come through that veil yeah and you totally forget what you agreed to come in and work on exactly and so you're always (laughs) wondering am i in my path or am i not but you you know being a child you come into a family and depending on what that family's views and values are you either have to break the chain and go away from that or encompass it you know and just take it in and say okay i can do that but it depends on I, it's, to me it's like you have a gut feeling on some level as a child to whether this feels right or it doesn't feel right. And then yeah. it's up to you to break that chain if that's what you have to do.
3: Yes, and, and some people have for whatever reason they have a life of easy street. Yeah. They don't have challenges. Yeah. And that's just a little breather. Yeah. You know, and well, they might reincarnate with something that's going to be a little bit more challenging.
1: But even though they might have the life of Riley there, they may not be very spiritual, though.
3: No, no. And that it, may be it, what
1: they came in to have time for, to really learn and grow.
3: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you in
0: you you write, there's two points that you wrote about that I want to say. It says we you exist fundamentally as pure awareness, um, as the open capacity for experience. And then the other one is the awareness that is looking at, Out of your eyes is the same awareness that is looking out of my eyes. There is only one awareness, which brings us back to non-duality. And And back to love. And back to love is basically what it's about.
3: Yes, and in this there's this distinction, and hardly anyone makes this distinction. My mentor does, and the ancient texts do, they make a distinction between awareness and consciousness. Mm -hmm. Your personal consciousness is your soul. And there are many souls, but there's only one awareness. This consciousness is like the window through which the one awareness looks. And as we know, a window does not see anything. A window does not have any sentience of its own, but it offers to anyone that has sentience that comes and looks through a window, it offers the objects that are within the scope of the view of that window. So here I'm saying that there is only one awareness, looking through the windows, through the souls, through the personal consciousnesses of all these people. And this personal consciousness, this soul, is integrated, permeating in your body right now when we're awake. When you're asleep, it's different. But right now, when you're awake, your soul and your body are merged together, so you have a nice window into the physical world.
1: And I want to take that one one step further. I think when you're looking through that window, it's also an opportunity for you to learn that what you see is just not what there is out there. Oh, yeah. you got to look through and past what you're seeing and believe that there's more. Because if you settle for the view out the window, you're not going to grow.
0: Right. Right. That that is very true. Yeah. The hour goes
1: really quick, doesn't it? This has
0: been a good conversation. I wish we had more time. But let's, let's tell our listeners about the book that you wrote. What is the name of that book?
3: Living the Paradox of Enlightenment. And um, I just um, started to write some of these essays and um, decided to round them up in a book. I never really thought of myself as writing a book. Um, but I decided, you know, it's not a long book, which I think is encouraging to people. Enlightenment is not something that you have to read a million books in order to attain, mm-hmm. you know. Um, although some people like that, um, but if you're willing to just take a nice simple book, bite by bite, um, it might be helpful for some people. Mm-hmm. And it's available on Amazon. And um, if for some reason uh, you would like to just get the core of the book, like I said, the essays. They're not teasers. They deliver the meat of the matter right there. I, yeah. Maybe for the vegetarians, I should change the analogy, but that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I thought that was interesting that you actually wrote this out and people can actually understand the full um, uh, the thought behind it, the process behind it. So actually, I thought that was pretty cool. They
1: called the fruit or the vegetable the meat
0: So <laughs> That's I, true.
3: I think you're okay there.
0: With the vegetarians, yeah. <laughs> So your book is available. How can people get this? Is it on Amazon? Is it on your website? Yeah, I,
3: I think the best thing to do is um, just my website. I have links. You'll see the picture of the cover. Just click on that. It'll take you right there.
0: Yeah. And infinitely
3: dot web- com.
0: Yeah. And real quick, infinitely mystical is a th- a in itself a nice little title. I like that. Infinitely dot com. So. Anyhow, Thomas, again, thank you for spending the time with us. The hour goes by quickly. we sure do this. It sure does. Um, well,
3: thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. And uh, Well, thank you for all you do and keep and, doing it. And you too. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think we'll be talking again in the future.
3: That would be nice. I would enjoy that. All thank right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very okay. much. Our guest today have has been Thomas Have a happy Thanksgiving, Rosetto. Thomas. Thomas, have a good Thanksgiving, yes.
3: And to all our
1: listeners out there, I want you to have a good Thanksgiving too.
0: All right, I'm going to have
1: one because I'm not cooking the turkey.
0: Okay, take care, Thomas. All right, so let's talk real quick. I want to make sure everybody knows we are not having a psychic showcase tomorrow. Yeah. This week because it's the day before Thanksgiving, people need to get ready and prep themselves for all the relatives. Yeah. The
1: week after,
0: they're going to have around. The
1: speaker you got for the week after, it's a a big screen speaker, but I tell you, it's an interesting topic.
0: Yes, you're going to like that show.
1: We might have to have him here, too.
0: Mm, Yes, we could. That would be cool. So, um, that's on Wednesday, you're talking about, a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Yes. And so, anyhow, again, um, we have, like, really quick no time left here, (laughs) so... (laughs) Let's just say we only have a minute left and again and go, go to Ging, our Ginger's
1: hmm. Pet Rescue. wants you to go to their website and vote for them. They're, they're yes. one of the top 5.
0: They this a lot depends on this is, yeah. is the voting that's going on of the pet rescues. Go to their ginger's pet and vote because it means uh, first prize of $20,000 to the rescue and what kind of works can, how many animals can they save with $20,000 extra in their coffers. Go and vote. So, yeah, definitely. Thank and you for doing that. Our website is www.psychicspectrum.com. Find out all about us, all of our uh, activities. Come and check us
2: out.
1: That's right.
0: And we'll see you a week from today and then also a week from tomorrow at the Psychic Showcase in Fife. Yep. So, everybody, have a happy Thanksgiving and, like and I take always care.
1: Say, what a wonderful day. I love you, Daddy.